Thank you for tuning into Weathering the Storm podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. That's scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, our goal is to help us weather the storms of life by looking to and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. Here is your host, Drew Suttles. Hello and welcome to Weathering the Storm, a podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by placing and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles. I welcome you back to Season 2 of Weathering the Storm on the Scattered Abroad Network. Today we are recording Episode 17, How We Can Weather the Storm with Honor. I have a, a wonderful guest with me today. I'm excited to have him on this podcast with me. He is Lima, and Lima's a good friend of mine. We uh, went to the Memphis School of Preaching together. Went on some campaigns uh, together, door-knocking campaigns, uh, and now we are uh, working together in the kingdom, and that's just a great blessing to have Lima with me. So on that note, I'm going to turn things over to him, let him introduce himself for everybody. Aloha and ta'alofa. It is our greeting here in the islands. Uh, really thankful for Drew uh, having me up here on Weathering the Storm. Uh, once again, my name is Tangi Ilima Esene. I go by Lima. I'm the minister here at the Honolulu Church of Christ, um, married to my wonderful wife, Athena, with five kids, Annabeth, Anthea, Titus, Alethea, and Athalia. Uh, you know, being in Hawaii, I really enjoy spending time with my family at the beach. Uh, we're so blessed to be here. We get to do that. Um, but lately, I, I've been, uh, another hobby I, I picked up on Drew is, is designing evangelistic t-shirts. So <laughs> that has been another thing that uh, I started doing, but I'm grateful to be here and be happy to be of service. Thank you, brother. Thank you for being on here. I'm going to get me one of them shirts now. <laughs> yes, I know sir. those are short. <laughs> and I'd like to get down there one day too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I mentioned to our audience that we are discussing what it means and why it is important to weather the storm with honor. And I thought you would be a great one to do this because you served in the military. And so not only are you serving in the Lord's army, but you served in uh, the army here as well. So how would you define honor and maybe discuss that with your. Honor to me means to have a high respect for someone or something. Um, when I was in the military, uh, honor was one of the core values in the army. And, and uh, we had to honor one another, respect one another. Um, we had to honor the ranks or the rank system, those who are above us, who are our superiors. Um, we had to honor the flag, right? I know that is, yes, it's just a piece of cloth waving on a pole, but there's a deep meaning to that flag and what it represents. Uh, remember, every time we, we retrieve the flag, we make sure that flag doesn't touch the ground, right? And, and it was because of the honor, the respect that we have for it. Uh, we had to honor the uniform, right? It, as a private, we were always told, you know, don't 
Don't go out in public and do crazy things in the uniform, right? And 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 they say that because you know that uniform in the military represents something big, something that is good, uh, a greater cause, if you will. So honor was just a foundation, if you will, in military culture. And, and we needed to, to have that. We needed to understand what it is and to practice it, um, you know, to maintain our professionalism and also to make sure that, you, you know, we, we, we give honor where honor is due. I, I remember, Drew, one, one time at basic training that uh, when we were all privates, and just waiting around in the pavilion. And then when someone with a drill sergeant hat walked in, everybody snapped at parade rest, you know? The first person, can't mess this up, the first person to see him, they, they have to call it a parade rest, you know? And, and everybody would snap in formation, dress right dress, in parade rest. And at first we did that out of fear, <laughs> you know, cause you know what the drill signs do. But as time goes by, we learn to respect the drill sign. We learn to respect what he represent, it, not only his rank, but you know, just the knowledge and the guidance he gave us as, you know, as his peoples. So, so, so yeah. Uh, it, it was such an important part in the military, and it, it is an important part in general, in our lives in general, because, because I imagine if, if we don't have honor in our lives, if we don't have honorable people in this world, we'd we be living in a very different type of world today. But we're thankful that, that we still see uh, people honoring what's needed to be honored and and those um, who deserve that honor. Uh, one more thing I forgot to mention is also we had to honor those who gave the ultimate sacrifice, right? Um, they give, they paid the great price, they given their lives, and therefore we, in memory of them, we honor them by, you know, by, you know, days like Memorial Day, uh, Veterans Day, so on and so forth. Uh, those days we observe to honor uh, those who, who served, uh, those who gave the ultimate sacrifice. So yeah, to me, honor is a deep respect for someone or for something. For sure. And, and just listening to you talk, there's so, so many spiritual you know, applications that we can bring from all of that. You talk about the ultimate sacrifice. Of course, we think of Jesus you know, the just who died for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, First Peter 3.18 tells us. Absolutely. Romans 13.7, you know, honor to whom honor is due. Uh, we are to honor our Lord by the way that we live. And I think one thing that you said that sparked a thought was wearing that uniform. You know, and wherever you go, people see that. Well, as Christians, we wear the name of Christ. Exactly. And everywhere that we go, the world is watching what we do and, and how we act. So we have to make sure we're honoring our Lord, you know, the best that we can. So I appreciate your insight, your perspective there. I know that would be a good question for you. And so now that we, we kind of turn our attention to what the Bible says about honor, what exactly does the Bible say? How does that word uh, used throughout Scripture? 
Yeah, that yeah. the Bible has a lot to say uh, about honor. Uh, there's several words in scriptures that are translated um, uh, as honor. For example, you have the the Hebrew word. I'm not a Hebrew scholar, but I think it's pronounced this way: kaved uh, or kaved. Um, but that's a word that is used in Proverbs three verse nine, where it says, "Honor the Lord." With your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. Uh, we also see that in the law of Moses, in you know, the fifth commandment, honor your father and your mother, uh, that your days may be long upon the earth, which the Lord your God has given you in Exodus 20 and verse 12. Then you have another word that I looked up uh, uh, in the Hebrew as well, is the word. Hadar or Hadar, however you pronounce that, right? And it's used to refer to the honor that we give to the elders, to the elderly, right? In Leviticus 19, verse 32, the Bible says, You shall rise before the gray-headed and honor the presence of an old man and fear your God. I am the Lord, right? Something we, we need to do in society today to respect the elderly, to provide, right, to help, to assist them in their need. And then uh, when it comes to the New Testament, you have the word timao or time, and that's the word that Jesus used in John 5 and verse 23. He says that you should honor the son just as they honor the father. He who does not honor the son does not honor the father who sent him, right? That is to have a deep respect for who Jesus is, right? And often the, the Pharisees and the scribes did not have that. Um, John 8, verse 49, Jesus again says, I, I do not have a demon, but I honor my father and you dishonor me, right? It, it, so so Jesus really did not pull any punches when it came to, you know, calling out the, the, the disrespect that the Pharisees and the scribes and some of the Jews had towards him. Um, they were not just disrespecting Jesus, uh, but they, they were disrespecting God, uh, the Father who sent him. Uh, Paul uses the same word, First uh, Timothy 5, verse 3, to honor the widows who are widows indeed, to provide for their needs, right? That's something the church is called on to do. And, and so you also have the word doxa, which is glory, um, that is translated as honor, the glory that belongs to God, right? Glory and honor to his name, praise to his name. So. The Bible has a lot to say about the word. It's, it's used in, in a lot of different ways. I only touched on a few here. Yeah, and that's what's amazing when you do a word study is to see how it's used. Like you mentioned, even in the Old Testament and then going to the New, there's that that sense of uh, paying that respect, like you mentioned. And I, and I think you hit on that key word there was, is glory. You know, that's, that's what God deserves. That's what he desires. Of course, he's the one who is glorious. Mm -hmm. And so I, I thought this was interesting. 
In the New King James Version, the word honor is found 121 times in the Old Testament and 65 in the New. It's kind of interesting. There's more in the Old. But as you mentioned, when you come to the New and, and all throughout Jesus' teaching, he let them know, if you disrespect me, you're disrespecting my Father. Yes. yes. Over and over again, he'll say that. But definitely it refers to value, glory, or prominence. And, of course, Jesus has all of that. Yes. And so we are to honor him, uh, especially in the context of weathering the storms of life. When we go through different storms, the way that we carry ourselves matters, and it reflects on who we are and whose we are. And, of course, we belong to the Lord if we have obeyed his gospel and we continue to confess his name by the way we live our lives, Matthew ten thirty two. So on that note, as we think about what the Bible says, we want to get more specific and look at some biblical examples of some men and women who were honorable. So who comes to your mind? You know, you mentioned Uriah, right? The Hittite, an honorable man. Uh, one of the things about him in, in that account uh, was when he took the letter himself, right? And, and being a military man, you should follow orders, right? And that's honorable, Right in, in military, he followed orders. Not once did he take a peek in that letter. Right, you you send this letter to the one who needs to receive it, and he he delivers. Right, uh, but for me, Job comes to my mind. Right, because because we're talking about weathering the storm, and if there was someone who went through a storm <laughs> in his life. Uh, Job went through quite a storm, not because of any wrongdoing that he did, but because he was righteous, right? Because he was righteous. And what's honorable about Job is no matter how difficult things went for him, he lost everything. He lost his riches. He lost his children. Uh, in a sense, he lost his wife, but we don't you know, we don't have much information to, to, to go on that. Uh, but Job, when he went through all of that, the Bible says that Job tore his robe, shaved his head, he fell to the ground, and he worshipped. Right? In other words, he gave honor to God, even in the midst of his storm. He says, naked I came from my mother's womb, naked shall I return there. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And there's a lesson here for us because when things get hard, you know, we, we tend to forget to honor God, to give God the glory, right? To thank him that, you know, we... We have the good times and we also have the bad times and, and, and to glorify him. Like you said, we have to mind our manner when we go through the storms because our manner will either result in God's glory or will either bring shame to the name of Jesus. Right? And, and so Job, for me, he, 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 he is that character for me, an honorable man. Regardless of his circumstances, he gave God the glory and the honor that is due to him. And that's honorable, right? That's honorable. Yes, it is. Well, and it's, 
I'll share this with you. It's amazing. This is the third straight episode that Job has been brought up. <laughs> and, and I think rightfully so. He he fits, he checks a lot of boxes. Yes. You know, when we, we try to step into his life for a moment and think about what he went through. But you mentioned, you know, if anybody had to face a storm, it was Job. Uh, he was the one who said, you know, man that's born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. Mm-hmm. And he could speak from experience. But th- those examples are in the Bible. And, and of course, we can go and we can learn from them. Romans 15, 4. You mentioned Uriah. You think about, uh, of course, Job. I think about Joseph. Joseph was one that came to mind when I was preparing this. A man of honor. You know, he was went from the pit to the palace. And that was because he continued to honor those people in front of him. That would have been very difficult yeah. to submit to Potiphar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, Potiphar's wife coming at him, but a man of honor and integrity said, how can I do this and sin against my God? And you read through that account, beginning in Genesis 37, and over and over again, you'll find that God was with him. You know, God right. was with him. God meant it for good. You might have meant it for evil, Joseph yeah. said, but God meant it for good. And so because he honored God and honored those people, you know, in front of him, God put him in a place of honor, put him in a place of prominence, uh, even though Joseph certainly faced a lot of storms too. And one other example that I thought about was Epaphroditus. Mm-hmm. There's an awesome description of him in Philippians chapter 2. That's right. You know, we, we think about humility and unity. We think about chapter 2 of Philippians, the ultimate example, of course, being Jesus. But then you have the example of Paul, the example of Timothy, and close it out with the example of Epaphroditus, you know, a fellow laborer, a minister, your servant, someone who was about to die, but he kept doing what was right. There are just so many examples of individuals who, who, who held their head high when they went through a storm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it's all about. Sure. Weathering the storm with honor is keeping your head held high, knowing that you are honoring God. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the way that you put that. You're either going to be glorifying God or you're bringing reproach to the name of God. And there's no middle ground. Yeah. So when times are good, when times are bad, when you're in the eye of the storm or when you're right in the midst of it, we are to make sure that we honor our God. So that's kind of the next question that I want us to, to think about. How exactly can one weather the storms of life with honor? What are some things that we need to do to make sure we're doing this with honor? Oh, you know, James tells us in, in James chapter 1, beginning in verse 2, when when the storms come, we got to have a certain perspective about them, right? Try to see the benefit for us uh, from that storm. And I know that would be hard to see. James says, count it all joy when you fall into diverse trials, or you might as well put storms in there. Uh, Knowing that the trying of our faith produces patience or endurance, and then let that have its perfect work in you that you may be perfect and, and lacking in nothing. So, just to having a just having a a proper perspective in the storms will will help us give God honor and and glory. And one other thing I thought about, you know, how can you weather the storm with honor? What I've noticed, you know, from Job's example too, right? Going back to Job, right? When you live an honorable life. Often it is the case when you go through storms, your friends will come and help weather that storm with you, right? And that's what I saw in Job. Sometimes we 
uh, we are critical of his friends and <laughs> and their theology and 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 sure they were operating on a wrong understanding of how God works and how he operates but the first thing we see is they were there for him right they sat in silence with him you know to mourn with him and that that's the case for for the honorable um, people recognize it and when you go through a storm, they'll come to your aid, right? They'll come and help you and encourage you through those storms. Another way, and this is a different aspect too, the way you look at it, when you live an honorable life, you tend to avoid or prevent some of the storms <laughs> in life that are generated by living a dishonorable life, right? And we can go down the list of, of possible consequences of living a dishonorable life, right? So just living an honorable life, you, you avoid those, some of those storms, but also it will help you weather some of the storms that we do face as Christians. Absolutely. I think that's a... Again, Job serving as a great example. <laughs> yes, sir. I appreciate you bringing out the, the friends being there because that triggers a thought. You know, the friends were there for Job, and you mentioned they, they were kind of acting in a way that they didn't have a full understanding. And in Job 42, you know, God basically asked Job to offer sacrifices for him, which would have been difficult to do mm -hmm. after listening to them all that time. <laughs> he did it. Yes, sir. Uh, he did it because he was such an honorable person. But, you know, we can weather the storms of life with honor because we have the friend, you Dang know, the up. friend. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. Absolutely. None else can heal all our soul's diseases. You know, there's not an hour that he is not with us. He's the one who can sympathize with us because he's been there. He's been through the storm. He's been through the ultimate storm, the storm of death. You think about all that he went through. Sir. Even going back to the garden, he knows what it's like to feel that emotion. You know, he knows what it's like to feel pain and, and betrayal, rejection. But we can go through the storms of life with honor because he did. Mm -hmm. And in the context of suffering, First Peter 2, 21, we are to follow in his, Jesus' steps. Look how he weathered that. He did it with honor. Mm -hmm. It would have been easy for him. And even we sing the song to call 10,000 angels. He could have called those legions of angels. But you think about the people slapping him, spitting on him, blaspheming putting the crown of thorns in his head, and, and he could have ended it with a snap of the finger. But that great honor that he had for his father, for doing his father's will, John 8, 29, I do always the things which please the father. That was a statement of honor. Right. And Jesus is that friend who can be with us, and he can help us and guide us and teach us how we are to weather the storms with honor. Amen. And I guess that, that leads us to the next question. Uh, before we get to our final application, who exactly are we to honor when weathering the storm? Well, first of all, God, right? That's first and foremost, we, we honor God uh, regardless of our circumstances. We are to glorify him. A passage that comes to my mind in application to us is 2 Timothy 2 and verse 21. Uh, Paul says, therefore, if anyone does, uh, cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified, useful for the master, 
prepared for every good work. Regardless of the circumstance, we are that vessel for God's glory, for his honor. So we are to honor him in the good days. We are to honor him in the storms of life. Um, second, also, the Bible tells us as children, we are to honor our parents. Right, Ephesians 6, verse 1 through 3, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with the, with the promise that it may be well with you, and that you may live long on the earth. You know, as infants, we don't realize the storms of life because our parents weathered it, right? They took the hit, taking care of us, bringing us up. And when we are strong and we're healthy, we're now parents in of ourselves. And, 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 and we still have now our older parents, our, our mother and father. And they're, they're going through in their old age, they, they're going through a, a storm themselves, a different storm. And we have to help weather that storm uh, for them. We, we have to be there for them and honor them provide what they need. And then the Bible also tells us that we are to honor everyone, right? We are to honor everyone. First uh, Peter 2, verse 17, honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Uh, and so I would use that sort of, of an um, umbrella here. You need to honor, you know, marriage, Right, honor other other people's marriage. Honor your own marriage. Um, honor the elderly, the older folks um, in the church and without and outside of the church. Um, honor our elders, the shepherds of the Lord's kingdom. Uh, the work that they do. The Apostle Paul said they are worthy of double honor. If you know, if especially those who. Um, labor in the word so so honor we must first honor god and 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 then we honor everyone uh um and, and in doing so really when we do that we honor ourselves right we honor ourselves there's a sense there that that, that it builds our reputation as a christian um it it, it it brings glory to God. Matthew 5, 16, you know, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works, see how honorable you are, and glorify God. All right. Glorify Father in heaven. Well, and, and all of that that you bring out, I appreciate you walking us through, you know, each of those areas in which honor is so important. Another word closely associated was legacy. The legacy right. that you leave behind for the world, for your children, for your grandchildren, you know, for for our children one day to look at us and say, you know, my father was a man of honor. That would be a great oh, compliment, man. wouldn't it? Yes, you know, sir. Love, yes, sir. That would be wonderful to hear. But you, you think about, and you mentioned this, first and foremost, honoring God. The passage that came to mind was Revelation 5.13. I want to read that uh, for us and for our listeners as we think about who we are to honor when weathering the storm, keep in mind the context, Hebrew, or excuse me, Revelation chapters four and five. You've got God the Father, chapter four, you've got the Lamb of God there in chapter five. Chapter five and verse 13 says, And every creature 
which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth. So that's pretty pretty specific there. <laughs> and such as are in the sea and all that are in them, I heard saying, blessing and honor. Notice what's connected with that. And glory and power be mm -hmm. to who? Who are we to honor? To him who sits on the throne and to the lamb forever and ever. So when we are going through the storm, and Lima, you've mentioned this several times, there's something bigger there. You know, James alludes to that. Count it all joy when you go through the storms of life. Why? There's something bigger because we're doing this for God's glory. We're doing so, this ultimately for Him. And so we are to honor Him even in, and especially when we go through the storms of life. So I appreciate you bringing all those thoughts out and really helping us direct our focus on Let's make sure we're honoring God. And really by honoring others, the way that you pointed out, we are honoring God. That's because right. that's what he says to do. That's right. Uh, and so that should be our, our goal. And with that, Lima, we come to our, our last point in this outline. Uh, we could go all day on this. I think, <laughs> yes, I think sir. both of us got a lot of information. <laughs> but we want to try to narrow it down and give our audience one takeaway, something that will hopefully encourage them to weather the storms that they may be facing with honor. What what you got for? Yes. When, when I say this, I, I also include myself, right? Make sure you make God heavy in your life. And that's what the word honor is, to make heavy. Make sure you make God heavy. Honor God in all that we do. If we focus on honoring God, uh, that's vertically, it will have a great impact and the horizontal, and that is our relationship with others. When we honor God, it will impact uh, um, our relationship with others. We end up honoring um, others. And the glory, as always, goes back to the Father. Absolutely. That's well said. And I like that, making God heavy, making it that, that big emphasis that we're mm -hmm. trying to honor Him with everything that we say and do. But my one takeaway is from 1 Peter 2.12. And to summarize that, the world's watching. You know, Peter's right. writing to Christians who were who were scattered, who were going heavy persecution. He says, "Listen, when they observe your good works, that they may glorify God in the day of visitation." Mm -hmm. So the world's watching everything that we do. They they see that we're facing a storm. They understand when we get bad news from the doctor. How do we handle that? Mm -hmm. Or when we lose a loved one, or when we're going through a financial crisis, the way that we handle ourselves, the way that we weather that storm ultimately ought to point to the God that we serve. So sure. people look at us and they don't say, look how great he is, mm -hmm. but look how great the God is that he serves. That's right. Look at that, that patience and that endurance that he has to get through this time. Maybe I ought to serve a God like that so I can get through those times. And so God is on our side. And of course, if God is with us, no one can stand against us. That's Romans right. 31. Right. We can get through the storms of life because God is with us. And if we'll keep in mind that we are to make God heavy, that we are to honor Him in everything we say and do, it'll help us get through the different storms that life may throw our way. So, Lima, brother, I appreciate so much your time, uh, your study. Uh, appreciate your love for the Lord, and you're a great encouragement to me. You have been for a long time, and just very thankful that we've been able to do this together. Thanks for having me, man. I, I really appreciate uh, This was a great, great podcast. Yes. Well, thank you, man. <laughs> and to our listeners, we thank you for listening today. We hope and pray that something that has been said today will help you in weathering the storm. Thank you. And may God bless you.
Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.